Hey everybody, welcome back to the channel. Today we're going to get into the Speaker of the House discussion by request from the mailbag. I hadn't like followed really closely. I just know they voted 15 times. And on the 15th time, McCarthy finally got an elected House Speaker. Yeah, he got enough. He bartered enough into the rules package that hasn't been put in play yet. And I don't think it really means a whole lot, the rules, because they're not going to get nothing past the Senate anyway. Um, it's a, I think it's more of a token than anything, because McCarthy has always been about McCarthy. What he's done in the past has been true to that statement. He It's whatever it is for him, and all this grandstanding and He's a great guy and all that. I'm sorry. He's Nancy Pelosi in a suit. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. And I don't think whatever concessions, even if it, you know, rules or legislation, whatever it is, like you said, I don't think any of that shit's going to get passed. No, I, I mean, it, it's just grandstanding in my opinion. If you want to vote on term limits, you can vote on them again. If they're not going to get passed. But this is the fifth longest vote required to get to a speaker. I believe this is the only one that's gone this far that the guy that was trying to be speaker made it. Uh, the longest ever was 133 votes. It took, I believe over a month. Uh, that was uh, Nathaniel Banks. Uh, the second longest took 63 votes and that was Speaker Howard Howell Cobb. William Pennington took 44 votes. John Taylor was 22 and now number five on the list. McCarthy at 15. You can tell about it in we of the night. It was like almost 140 yeah. when they passed that vote. It, well, uh, uh, final vote was 216 McCarthy, 212 Jeffries. He is the uh, minority leader. And my understanding, the six present votes made it so he could pass at 216 without having to have 218. I don't know how they pick, you know, who's going to be, well, we obviously they vote, but like who's going to be in the, in the voting or whatever. Well, it's party leadership. I mean, but they should have had it ironed out. You shouldn't have been beating a war drum after the third one. Hey, hey, I'm the guy. You got to vote for me. Hey, dude, that's, you're just being an ass. I mean, the election was on, what, November 8th? Yeah. Two, two months to figure it out. Once you knew you had the majority, then it's a done deal. But it, it just speaks to his character that he didn't step aside and, and move on. And there, there's those that have reservations about him being speaker and the actions of how this played out directly contribute to what, you know, some of these experts are saying, and, and I believe they're correct. He's out for himself, what's good in his name, and well, you know, that's how you it know works. How, well, as a politician, they're all out for themselves. Yeah, for the most part. You know how uh, he's worth $85 million as a congressman. Yeah, enough said. They're all like he, that. He does have a... He does have a, a company and most of his money is tied up in assets. So he has about 
50 or 60 million in assets. What those assets are, I have no idea. But he makes 200 grand, 213, I think, as a congressman and being House majority leader or whatever, House speaker. And he's been in Congress forever. I just understand he has his own company and everything, which he probably doesn't run, has probably very little to do with. But to yeah. me, it's a conflict of interest. Oh, all of it is. country. For all of them, not just them. I mean, Pelosi's at the top of that list with her husband. And these are the, the crazy thing to me is these are the same people who, when Trump became president, said he had to give up running his, running his company. He had to turn over, con, you know, controlling interest to his son or his daughter or whoever. Um, it's just, it's hypocritical. He Trump's on a different level, but still. But, I mean, outside of that, the whole thing, in my opinion, just having to go to 15 votes, not having this ironed out, just tells me that they still don't have their shit together. They're not all on the same page. You got factions within the party. Um, and it's just not doing anybody any good. So it just tells me for the next two years, ain't shit getting done. No. Because you still got a Congress is split with the Senate. So it's it's gonna be a big compromise and it's gonna he's gonna cave like he's done in the past when he was minority leader. And it's gonna be a shit show. Yeah. It's gonna be more of the same old, same old. I mean, y'all heard his speech afterwards. I mean, we'll roll it at the end of the program for the listeners to hear it if they haven't. And it's it's going to be the same old, same old. And let me ask you this. Do they, um, if they amend the bill to get the funding for the IRS agents removed, that has to go through the Senate? Still has to go through the Senate. Exactly. But they'll have to make a deal for some other nonsense with the Senate before that ever happens. I wonder if they could just, I don't know, because the, the, uh, the House is, is the money chamber. Could they just hold the... They can withhold funding, yes. That might be <laughs> something they do, maybe. Yeah, the House oh. of Representatives holds the power of the purse. It's uh, a little convoluted and more complicated than that statement, but yes. Of course it is. They make everything difficult and hard to follow, so you can't figure it out. Again, pretty much the next two years, nothing's getting done. They'll start campaigning next year, or actually probably this year, later this year. I think there's a lot of things that they need to remove funding for. They need well, we've talked about it. Stop sending money overseas, um, especially to like Ukraine. I know some countries we probably need to, probably some country somewhere we need to send money to. It's in our best interest to do it. I don't think sending a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine is one of those. Um, but have you seen how they're doing that? Well, as long as they're not dropping it off on a pallet on a tarmac <laughs> like they did Iran. This is then... the, if I understand the whole Ukraine thing, so they give Ukraine a hundred billion, or, for instance. Yeah. Supposedly they're using some of it for resources, stuff like that to help people repair infrastructure, and military equipment. But they're buying military equipment back from us with our own, with our money, 
the companies here in the U.S. And then I think the EU is on the hook for the payback on it if they default. Well, how's that not a deal? How do they swindle that shit? I don't know. Are they in the EU? No, but there's someone. These experts keep saying that the European Union is tied into it, repayment of it somehow. I haven't figured out the language on it because I can't find it, but I've I've had it. Erickson's brought it up. Any of these brought it up. It's the damnedest thing I ever heard of, but it sounds like a good deal for us. But how the hell did that come out if it's true? It's a good deal for politicians. We're giving them $100 billion for them to spend the majority on it, buying shit from our own corporations here in country. Yep. That they have to repay. I wonder who had a hand in that. (laughs) Who has stock in all this shit? I mean, ain't no doubt about it. And all the insider trading that goes on up there. You want to know when the market's going to crash, see what the politicians are doing. Prove that. But all the money. They always follow the always money. Always follow the money. That brings me to my next question about that. Who's watching Ukraine's books? It's got to be an independent auditor. They did an audit recently. I heard them talking about it, and someone said there was some money missing. But it was insignificant. In comparison to what they've been given, it's like one and two percent. And they were trying to sort it out. It was probably something. Relevant, what but. was the um the amount of money uh that went missing on just conveniently went missing when the Pentagon got hit on nine eleven? Wasn't it like a trillion dollars or something like that? Really? There was some money that went missing. Yeah, something like that. Uh, someone pull that up. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. It was, okay. So a report came out. I don't know if he paused it or not. Anyways, a report came out on September the 10th, 2001. This is one of those conspiracy theories. Oh, the 2.3 trillion missing from the Pentagon? Yeah. So Rumsfeld disclosed it went missing. And then the next day, 9-11 happened. And it just so happened that the spot on the Pentagon that got hit. like. Records, yeah, <laughs> like the paper trail. Hmm. So that's always been a conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they who they who is blamed in the conspiracy. You don't want to get into that, right? That's a whole nother rabbit hole, like Building Seven. But <laughs> yeah, but there's always that question: What does the three trillion dollars just missing just before nine eleven suggest to you? Question. <laughs> What do you think happened? Right. But then there's all the the big media outlets that are like, oh, it's a baseless claim and blah, blah, blah. And who the hell knows? I'm with, uh, what's his face? There's a fucking comedian named uh, Ron Funches. And he says, uh, he's like, he's like, I don't trust anybody that doesn't believe any conspiracy theories. He's oh, like, yeah. I understand if you don't believe all of them, but you think the none of them. Thousands? Exactly. <laughs> you think they're telling us everything, which I'm kind of on that fence with it. You know what I mean? I, I don't believe all these conspiracy theories, but, yeah, you know, there's there's always a little modicum of truth to most of them. There's something that sparked that little statement one way or another. You know what I mean? But that's how I kind of feel about it. Yeah, there's probably, there's a lot of 
conspiracies that are probably dead right, but there's, you know, there's that whole thing where there's a lot of people that think the entire American government's a big fuck false front. You know what I mean? All of it's bullshit. I think George Carlin had a good statement about that, that the whole, the whole thing is fucking corrupt. There's not, there's not one bit of it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was was saying that back in the day. Cause there was a, there was one, he was on a panel with, uh, he was on like a little, one of those talk shows, one of those, uh, round table style talk shows one time. And there was a guy saying, there's no conspiracy theory, no big. And, and Carlin had a point saying there doesn't have to be a conspiracy theory for it to be true. These guys all went to fricking college together. They were all in the same fraternities. They're all in fricking politics. They've all been there forever. You don't need a big conspiracy. They all know each other. The whole mm-hmm. thing is to put money in their pocket. <laughs> Who, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to argue with that. That goes with any company. You can look at the top of any company. Any just intermediate level jobs, a good old boy networking, who you know? Yeah. It's the way it is everywhere. Yeah. And the government's just one big old. Why? The reason term limits are never going to happen is because why would you stop? Why would you voluntarily give up your job? The right to print money. You know what I mean? Actually, actually, if you really look at it, term limits could go one of two ways. It could go really well, or it could go sideways really quick, in my opinion. Because then you could end up with the guys who, say like a Kevin McCarthy, handpicking somebody, backing him, handpicking somebody every four years, every eight years, whatever it is. Well, you'd Just have like, to, in order for term limits to work, it'd have to be completely. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd basically have to go out of state. You know what I mean? To pick. It, it's like the president is no different other than, I mean, Trump is an outlier other than Trump. Reagan. But Reagan. They even, well, Reagan was, was governor. Even, he was, in, so maybe yeah, he was governor of California. Um, but Reagan was also very well liked. I mean, he what was at the largest margin of victory ever in 80, what was it, 84? Eight, yeah, 84. One in a landslide, like had like 500 electoral votes or whatever it was. Oh, well, after Carter shit the bed, it, I, mean, I think you could have got Scooby Doo and Shaggy through there. Yeah, but yeah, everybody wants to talk everyone about knew who now. he was because he was an actor. Yeah. But yeah, outside of those two, I mean, your your presidents are hand-picked. I mean, literally hand-picked. The guys that we can get to do what we want. McCain's a prime example. He, he wasn't an electable president, in my opinion. He was not going to be elected president, but he was the one that was due. I mean... Uh, and that was, was obvious. It? Romney would have been the same way. Romney failed... With his campaign, he he could have been president. It was that close. Towards the end, when they were attacking him about his faith and all that, I mean, he's a rhino or whatever you want to call him, but he would have been better than Obama two terms. Yeah. I think what did him in was his uh, comment about the 47% that don't pay taxes. 
he, which I think that that number's up to like fifty two or fifty three now. He, his camp, what I remember with that campaign, he was not aggressive enough with it. He did not attack, and he he did not do what he needed. That in the last thirty to forty five days, to circumvent the bullshit they were swinging at him, and he wasn't answering the call. Because he, he ran a good campaign through the summer, and then it's like they just laid down and kind of didn't spend enough money to the finish line to get the job done. And then the same thing, like with Perot, he was the outlier. Clinton, if Perot hadn't been around, Clinton probably would have never been president. Imagine what the world would be like today without that. Because Obama probably wouldn't have been elected either. It wouldn't have been a Monica Lewinsky. I don't hey, know how maybe. you remember any of that shit. Do what? I said, I don't know how you remember any of that shit. I don't remember any of them. Yeah, I don't remember any of those campaigns. I don't remember any of that shit. Yeah, if you if you go back and look at the numbers when uh, Roe got involved for, I think it was two election cycles, it fucked everything up. And that's the only reason they got the White House back then. I just remember my parents being pissed. I don't know. It's just, you know, like this last... Midterm election, if they can't get it after a hundred years of understanding that the candidate does matter, especially in a Republican or a conservative or a Tea Party or anything to that line, then they don't understand me and you. Well, you, can't, you can't be a conservative and be outside the Republican Party. So like, if you're Tea Party, then you're a hardliner and they'll, they'll deem you hard right. And then you're a fascist. He's like, I have no idea how you remember any of them. <laughs> yeah, some of these they got named by. My, my tongue cannot anthem uh, the. Files. Part of the reason why I remember them is because they come across my Twitter feed. The other part is it's like nonstop campaign ads for like the last year. They need to make a law. If you if you want to get my vote, make a law. One. Out-of-state money cannot be spent in another state for campaign funds. Two, with that caveat, you can only campaign ads, digital, written, paper, no more than 30 days prior to the election day, and no more than plus seven days after election if you want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And I don't see none of them after the election. I don't see shit. Man, if I wasn't getting like 15 or 20 text messages and like just, it was nuts. Oh, and stop texting me. Only thing I saw was Andrew Warnock. Yeah. That was it. I got downright ugly towards the end. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, there's supposed to be laws and rules with the, I think it's the FCC that's supposed to be regulating that about if it costs you money. Mm -hmm. On your cell phone, this is because that's what driven the rule. It costs you money. They're not supposed to be doing that. And the damn politicians blew her phones up worse than anybody. So why do they get a caveat? Nonsense. It is. Oh, uh, they paying for my airtime. What I was, what I was saying before you uh, walked off. September tenth, two thousand one. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld disclosed that. His department was unable to account for roughly $2.3 trillion 
worth of transactions. So it wasn't like physical money that went, they they lost the books pretty much. That was on September 10th. That was on September 10th. The conspiracy is that the plane, oh yeah, the 10th. Yeah, and then on the 11th. 11th, the terrorist attack happened. The conspiracy is, is that where the Pentagon got hit was where all the records were. I, I'll bet your ass there's a record somewhere and it's not in the Pentagon. Oh, I'm sure they know where that money is, man. I'm not stupid. Yeah, They're just not going to tell not. us. <laughs> but it, that was their way to, that was their way of writing it off though. They said, oh, well, never mind. You can't ask about it now. Yeah, pretty much. That was our accounting records department. Got, <laughs> yeah. The records got destroyed. So sorry. You can't prove that's the biggest conspiracy of it all is you can't prove records didn't get destroyed. Right. So how can you, you can't tell them they're lying. Right. Uh, what are you talking about? I don't have records. So now what? <laughs> Just remember the government's batting a thousand. Exactly. <laughs> and what's a federal DA's a conviction rate? 99% what? And a nine point what? Nine. It's pretty <laughs> damn high. Oh, if they want you, they're going to get you. It's amazing. They always will, especially if it gets to that, that level. And what's funny is <clears throat> they can say their records got destroyed. We lost $2.3 trillion. We don't know where it went. But let me fuck up on 12 grand worth of my taxes. <laughs> Oh yeah. See who gets fucking audited in a goddamn heartbeat. Oh yeah, or you, or you get on the last month of the limit year 6. Yeah. 11 months. I think it's hilarious because and they, you get compounded daily interest on it. Oh, I've seen a bunch of videos and it's funny that it's a big joke, but I'm sure Lyle's probably seen the videos where it's an 18-year-old kid basically saying, okay, so I have to pay taxes now because I'm 18 years old, blah, blah, blah. And he's like basically asking the government, so how much do I owe you? Oh, no, you have to figure that out. Oh, well, why don't you just tell me how much I owe you and then I'll just pay you that amount. No, 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 you have to figure it out on your own. Okay, well, what if I'm off by a few dollars and I can just pay you whatever I want? No, 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 we know exactly how much you owe. Well, then why the fuck won't you just tell me? So what happens if I get it wrong? Oh, you go to prison. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell kind of bullshit is this? And that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know man. what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Go through peons like me and you in jail. Yeah. Over compounded for, interest. For next to nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might be $1,100, but it's going to be $89,000 by the time they send you a letter. Yeah. They'll write it off, though, if you get a lawyer. Yeah, then you got to pay the lawyer. Yeah. Please, if anybody has any questions or comments, hit us up at primecohesion at gmail.com or head to our Facebook page at uh, Prime Cohesion on Facebook and uh, leave some comments. We'd appreciate it.